RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with New Week Val and Beans. How was your weekend, Frank? Uh, actually, I think it was better than last weekend, but I've not, I've been, I've been, I had decent sleep last night, but I've been having a very, very rough time with sleep lately. Saturday night, I only had like three hours sleep Ugh. going into Sunday. I was a zombie all day yesterday, but, uh, I don't know. I, I think still productive, just, just blanket stress. Well, we're not cursing this, this Monday morning, so that's a plus because... Last Monday morning, there were curses flying everywhere. <laughs> I feel, I feel, no, no. Today, I feel pretty good. And and uh, outside, even though it's still, it's brisk and, and chilly over here, there's a nice, calming, nostalgic sun. Like, I feel like, you know, some days you walk out of the house and it it, it brings you back to days in your childhood. And um, regardless of, obviously, the, you know, the, the, the state of the world is always going to be different from decades ago, but... The, but nature never changes. So, like, if you were to close your eyes some days and you can breathe deep, you can be like, "Oh, wow! It is 1992 again right now, and I'm I I I'm about ready to hear my my grandpa my grandmother call for me from inside the kitchen or something like that." Then you open up your eyes and and it's it's crap. It's not 92, but <laughs> no, but you know, it's just. There's, oh man, it's just such a veneer. I can't, the veneer is what is depressing sometimes because everything's really the same. Yeah. Uh, yes. As far as the earth is concerned. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a, a TikTok yesterday that I saw that just reminded me of what you said, because I spent a very good portion of my childhood with my grandparents. How about you? Did you? Uh, uh, what? Like every day after school, my grandparents would pick me up because like my mom ended up having to go to work when I was in yeah. like middle school. And then, um, you know, like when my mom and dad would take a vacation every year or whatever by themselves, I would be at my grandparents or my cousins. I would sleep over there all the time. And my mom and dad had whatever they had going on. And I came across this TikTok, <laughs> which I'm sure is not indicative of everybody, but made me laugh. You want to hear it? Absolutely. Anyone that was raised by a boomer and now has children, please answer me this. I don't know about y'all, but I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house, my aunt's house, whatever, so that my parents could go out. They'd dump us off at grandma's and go to Vegas for the weekend. But now that I have children, it's like pulling teeth just to get them to watch their own grandchildren for two hours so I can run some errands. Night out? What's a night out? Because I don't get that. A weekend away? Fire. Get real. You know, and then you bring this shit up to them and they're like, oh, I've done my duty. I've done my duty. You chose this life. So did you. And you had help. Where's my fucking village? Why is it like this? Like, I, I cannot be the only one. Somebody please tell me that I'm not alone in this. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I guess I... I, I can I can relate to that. I think like a lot of people that are boomers are like the first generation where both of them had to work and they're like so excited that they don't anymore. They just want the second half of their life to be just like for them all the time. I know. But that's a, I, I, it's just uh, it, it, I know it, it, boom, the boomer generation has a a very, very 
mm, a thick blanket of selfishness wrapped around them um, because uh, as far as how they're perceived, because when you look at that post-war era here in the United States, it was a just a, an, an amazing time of prosperity and and uh, that that generation before them, our grandparents' generation, really was able to import uh, was able to pass down a a lot of creature comforts that never existed before, a lot of surplus, um, uh, uh, elevated standing in the world that had never been achieved by our society, and um, and I think that that uh, I, that's why a lot of people think that they've been they've been spoiled and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I could imagine that too, but, but it doesn't mean that they didn't work like hell. No, no, um, no. I, I just, and you know, I can't even say that this is, is indicative of me because for example, like every time that I've ever said, Oh, I want to go away for a couple of days, you know, to a condo on the beach. Would you mind watching the kids? I've never really gotten any pushback about that. So I don't know that I neatly fit into this box as far as what I feel like about my parents um, to a degree. But I do, I, I, and I don't know what, what we also don't know what our grandparents were saying to our parents when they were asking to bring us over there, do we? Over where? Like when my mom and dad called their, their mom and dad and said, Hey, I want to bring the kids over. We're taking a trip to Vegas or we're going to the Poconos or whatever. Yeah. We don't know if our grandparents were like, well, it's really not a good weekend. Like we don't have any idea. I am sure that some of that has if it really wasn't a good weekend, I know that my grandparents would have said no. I, I, um, my grandmother, my father said my grandmother just passed away. Um, she I'm sure she would have been a little bit more uh, resistant to responsibility like that. <laughs> um, my my grandmother and my grandfather on my mother's side, they would have been a lot unless they had plans. They would have definitely said, of course, they can stay with us. No doubt about it. You know, Unless they had plans, though, because there's no that's it. I mean, it was it was at my grand my mother's grandparents, my mother's parents house when I learned that when uh, the, you don't answer the phone during during uh, dinner time, unless my grandfather gets up to scream at a telemarketer. And if my grandfather has to take a call, nobody says a word like there was there was a hierarchy there that you just quietly accepted and whatnot. So but uh, other than them, other than them having standards, strict standards. They were always, they were always uh, ready to to take you in and and all that stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I, I think interesting. But yeah, there's a lot that you don't you don't get to see as a as a child. You know, I I try to think about all the stuff. I take that into consideration when I'm handling adult situations around Aurora now, and she's just dancing around the room. And I think about all the times that I was dancing around a room while adults are are discussing insurance or discussing something very war. relevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. War things, things that are relevant to them that I have, you can't conceptualize. You know, it's crazy. Cause like my son is like really interested in this conflict. He's asking tons of questions, none of which I can even give him definitive answers on because nobody knows what the F is going on. Right. The whole show I did on Friday, like the brief show was about how I really have no idea if I were to have to pick a side in this, where I'd fall, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. So he's been asking a ton of questions. And it made me think about during the Gulf War, how many questions I was asking. I found a diary that I had written of the Gulf War when I was like, I don't even remember how old I was. And I was like so obsessed with like who was going to win and what the, the whole deal was and what was the 
you know, what was the bad man doing and the first Iraq war. And then I got somebody, not naming any names, sent me a link last night that said, this is a great way to start the damn week. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the headline is U.S. declares war against Russia amidst the invasion of Ukraine. And I'm like, what? They called Congress in? And then I looked down at the URL. But stupid me, stupid me, clicks on it anyway. And there's an obscene image there instead. Very obscene. Oh, I got pranked, so I had to I had to pass it along. You click on the link and it's something you really don't want to see. Well, hey, listen, well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, just g- give us some time. The, the West is is dying for a way to get in on this war. They are dying for it. Um, the, the, the forces, they are, they are conscripting the brands, the Internet uh, hacker brands that they are reviving because they control them. They have co-opted them 100 percent. I'll tell you, I, I have um, I'm not I, I don't root for Russia. I root for the United States. I'm I'm a I'm an American through and through. But what I would ultimately love to see is a completely independent and neutral Ukraine uh, that that doesn't have to worry about you know Russia or, or and don't doesn't have to worry about the bigger threat I think which is NATO and the CIA and Western influence that has turned it into a deep state shell corporation right. not that, that's outside of course the ancient culture there. Um, this, so, you know, how has, I mean, there's so much here. I'm going to go, uh, I have too many notes. I'm almost dizzy with how I'm going to have to organize this for my own show tonight. Well, I mean, I have a thread here that really struck me because so everybody's been kind of mocking, but yet at the same time talking about the sanctions coming down on Russia from all over the world. Right. So now There's a it says this. This is the headline monster thread looming crisis for global stock markets. And part of me is like, hmm. Right. So they've sanctioned the living daylights out of everything in Russia, except this, 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 this and this, which is a whole different story. But this thread says we seem to be tailspinning into chaos. This is in Russia. I've covered crises, crises before, but nothing even comes close. BP decided to take a hit of as much as 25 billion just to leave Russia immediately, meaning they're exiting Rosneft, okay? If you remember Rosneft, that name should sound familiar because of Carter Page. I, 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 don't, I don't remember it. I, I remember Rosatom. I could, I could swear that Rosneft was one of the um, energy companies that Carter Page was all, you know, saying he was going to get a big deal in and all that nonsense. Um, could be. The next one is Russia's bond market is collapsing. Russians are doing a bank run trying to withdraw foreign foreign currency from the banks because they know what the hell is coming. And it says here, unless there is a a surprise de-escalation, Monday may turn out to be a dramatic day for the ruble, Russian stocks and European markets. European Union has closed its airspace to Russia. It uh, uh, the blockade applies to any plane owned, chartered or otherwise controlled by a Russian person, which is unprecedented. The decision to exclude Russian banks from the SWIFT messaging system could cause missed payments and giant overdrafts within the international banking system. The the EU is going after oligarchs. Essentially, now the entire political and economic elite of of Russia is sanctioned. Um, The U.S. embassy in Russia said citizens should consider departing immediately. 
And the EU approved 500 million in lethal military aid to be used against Russia's invading forces in Ukraine and banned Russian state media. And that's also unprecedented. They, they banned all transactions with the Russian central bank, which severely curbs its in, um, ability to use foreign currency reserves to cushion the blow that they're having right now. Um, okay. The nuclear forces in Russia are on high alert. Um I, I I don't I don't know if this is the beginning of the global financial system takedown or of course if, this is what we were waiting for. Yeah. The, COVID was 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 phase one, and they they needed something kinetic to be to to burst the bubble. I mean, have you seen what the Western media has been saying about about Russia uh, as far as uh, inflation goes and gas? Oh, it's all their fault. It's all, it's the all their fault. Like, a generation's worth of of credit card charging to the the Federal Reserve is all Russia's fault now. Yeah, and we're Inflation. supposed to just forget the past three months before this happened. Oh yeah, no, this is. And, and when you talk about nuclear uh, nuclear readiness over there in Russia, I mean, hell, when you have Mark Warner, when you have Mark Warner going up on uh, on on television a couple of days ago, did you see that? No. When he was talking, because of course this is all about cyber attack, which of course. In July of 2020, yep. we were only a couple of months into the COVID thing. We were getting it from the World Economic Forum. They said the cyber attack will be will make COVID-19 look like a minor disturbance. Okay, so he's talking about uh, cyber uh, pandemics back then. Now here we have the perfect excuse for it. Anything cyber related is always Russia over the last couple of years as it is. Mark Warner goes on television a couple of days ago and says that. If if one stoplight goes out in a place like Poland, it, it, wherein a NATO troop gets into a car accident, if one NATO uh, soldier, U.S. personnel, anything is affected by even a stoplight going out, then that could be predicate for NATO's triggering of Article Five and getting everybody to go after Russia. And 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 remember, Mark Warner. Uh, this is a guy who's at the, the middle of the Julian Assange Vault Seven negotiations. Vault Seven will tell you that, hey, in a cyber sense, you can pin anybody, anything on anyone. How do you? How can you ever tell us for sure that the Russians turned off that one stoplight that triggered World War Three in Poland? You can't. You can't. You can't. I mean, this is they they need this so much. So I am I I do not go to bed at night playing the Russian Federation. National anthem over here, but I'm I'm but I uh, I really do believe the the far greater evils in the West. I just really believe that. No, I I mean I don't I don't disagree with you when you have George Soros coming out having a making a statement that says I stand with Ukraine, and his statement reads this: I have witnessed Ukraine transform from a collapsing part of the Soviet Union to a liberal democracy and an open society. Great words. It has faced countless acts of Russian aggression, but has persisted. Brave Ukrainians are now on the front line and risking their lives in an onslaught that reminds me of the siege of Budapest in 1944 and the siege of Sarajevo in 1993. It is important that both of the transatlantic alliance, the United States, Canada, the European Union and the UK, but also other nations do whatever is in their power to support Ukraine in its time of existential threat. Putin's actions are a direct attack on the sovereignty of all states that were once in the Soviet Union and beyond. Russia is in clear violation of the United Nations Charter and should be held accountable. Allowing Putin to succeed on his quest will send a message across the world that nations can simply be created or dissolved by brute force. 
We must stand with Ukraine as they stand for us. That well, is how nations are created and dissolved. I mean, you know, or they can be created and dissolved by color revolutions that you carefully and meticulously plan for four years and then roll out with money at the opportune time, Mr. Soros. Absolutely. It's just like, what, what, how, how did these nations get formed and, and captured and recaptured? And, and uh, I, I mean, it, it's after wars, it's after conquest, it's after treaties. And I mean, that's the story of Israel. I, I know that's a big, a big topic, but I mean, hell, I mean, that was... That's that's World War One. I. I know that we have biblical, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, you can go back into the thousands of years ago talking about these lands in the Bible and stuff. But hey, let's talk about that for a second. People say I saw somebody even on Fox News, uh, Jen Griffin on Fox News was going on and on about, you know, because uh, you know that parts of Western Ukraine that used to be Polish territory. So does Poland stand to regain some of their territory? But in, uh, even on places like Fox News, they say we can't go back to, you know, it, it's absurd to talk about 19th century, you know, uh, uh, national borders and this and that. So much has happened since then. Oh, really? Well, I mean, the the, the entire reason for Israel existing is because it had it had um, some kind of biblical claim to the land. That's thousands of years old. Everybody in the United States is talking about uh, talking about the United States being broken apart because it's on native land that, you know, they they want to go back to 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 native to, to uh, uh, I don't know. Indian. Tri- yeah. Tri- yeah. Tribal tribal uh, makeups, maps from the, the 15th century. I mean, we're, how far back do you go and who's not allowed to go far back? It's it's just a crazy situation because I see like the left is like cheering the fact that they're arming these people in the in the country with with you know assault rifles right they're like yay armed citizens of ukraine and thomas massey had a simple tweet he said um it was basically i'm going to find it real quick because it was so so simple and so easy and people just really need to stop and think about it for are a they second. arming are they arming citizens with ar15s oh they are they sure are yes are they are they really yeah okay i think that there would be i think that it'd be something with a little bit more substantial uh, firepower than AR-15s. They're doing. They're doing AR ARs. They're they're handing out all kinds of weapons. Thomas Massey posted this a, a, a day ago. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Do you appreciate it now? Um, no, they, they don't. They don't because they because they're so nuts. They think that there is no threat in the United States. Except their political opponents, um, who who happen to be, you know, who happen to be have a lot more in in common with, uh, uh, you know, the, the under the underdogs in the world than they than they know. The the real threat out there in Europe and in Ukraine, the lasting threat has been the same people who are here controlling everybody everybody by their strings on this issue. To 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 get, let go of the Second Amendment, to let go of what it means, because it could never happen again. Uh, it, it's the only reason why it hasn't, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you know, just to see the twisting into a pretzel, to, they don't even know what they're talking about. Like celebrities are saying stuff like, "You you have no idea." It's just the latest trend to put a Ukraine flag on your your freaking profile and like then you're a big supporter and anti-Russia but I don't know what Russia's doing and why they're taking this risk and I have a hard time thinking I have a hard time wrapping my head around and believing with all of my heart and soul 
that they are a part of this great reset plan or they want it. It wouldn't be in Russia's interest or China's for that matter, in my opinion. I just don't think that they're on board. And so I don't know what he's doing, but clearly he didn't think it out as well as we thought he did. Because his Putin. Why? Because his soldiers are on Tinder broadcasting their location to the enemy. I don't. Uh, you believe that? I've seen it. I don't believe it. I, I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't believe what the hell. First of all, it seems like two out of three uh, uh, pieces of media that have been floated out there by mainstream alone have been images from past conflicts well, in yeah. completely unrelated places. Yeah. The other thing there too is look at the, the reporting every day about progress that the Russians are or are not making. They're being repelled. They're being this and that. They're being pushed back. No. We're, we're being delivered uh, every, daily. Oh, there's a new hero coming out of Ukraine. There's a new hero every day. And and I, if you look back beyond that, you say, okay, well, let's see what the other side, let's see what other people are reporting. Like you go to the Saker blog or something like that. And you see that it, it's quite obvious here that the Russians, they are committing to these these smaller um, almost like special forces kind of slow burning um, uh, methods of, of getting through and, and advancing through Ukraine because they're trying to limit civilian death. OK, so I saw a video recorded by a person in a car who was driving down the or Ukrainian driving down the road in Ukraine who came across a tanker that had run out of gas and was sitting there and they're joking around with each other and they drive off. Well, I, I know that there are Russian soldiers trying to hook up with Ukrainians on Tinder. Well, that's what I said. But I mean, again, yeah, well, you, I, you're talking about TikTok. No, I said Tinder. Oh, well, I, I mean, said this- Tinder. I said Russian soldiers are literally broadcasting their location on Tinder. Like I see. I saw that from the people originally, not from the media. And I said on Friday too, or on Friday, Monday, I don't know. I said it's very clear that if there were any hope at all, at all, a sliver left that media were, were there to exist to give us information. They are literally just propaganda machines for state actors at this point. Like whatever they want Putin to hear, they're broadcasting under the guise of what we are supposed to be hearing. You understand, like it's a very crazy that nobody like some people are like, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about this because I have no idea what's going on. And that's how I feel. I do not know what he's saying. He's trying to liberate the some of the country from neo-Nazi, you know, right wing extremists, which did exist apparently there. And there was another post, which that is a direct a direct res, uh, uh, result of the 2014. Right. Right. So it's it's like and and not only that, but like the the document destruction that's going on. Then there's all of the the threads about the fact that they bombed only the places where there were military installations with um Bioweapon. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe those are also the places where the military installations were. And it wasn't necessarily because of the bioweapons. But then they started taking down all their documents from online. I don't know what's happening. I don't know, Frank. I have- that's, what, that's why I'm telling you, the, the people, people, and that's the, the most fascinating and disturbing thing about all this stuff is to observe social media and watch these, um, watch everybody get so quickly reprogrammed from being hallway monitors for COVID to just suddenly not only knowing exactly what's going on, these, these, uh, these mindless soccer moms and shit, 
Um, not only knowing exactly what's going on, you know, a situation where there's ancient history between the two combatants right now and even more contemporary history on top of it. That's making the whole thing even more muddled. Everybody knows exactly what's going on, but they're also demanding cyber attacks and and no fly zones and, and, and everything and not knowing that they're essentially begging for their own death. Yeah, because what this will trigger or could trigger is um, is it's just really incredible and nobody really knows. And why is it that everybody thinks that the media that obviously hates us so much, uh, they have locked arms and they're all they're all in agreement on this one thing with very slight differences. If you tune into the Hannity shows they're there, they are taking the slant of Joe Biden's weakness created this. And of course, the weakness that is exuded from the Biden team. And that is, of course, or of course, tied into what the um the, the NATO crowd, the UN crowd is all about, WEF crowd. There is weakness there. Now, of course, it has contributed to Vladimir Putin saying, I guess this is the best time than ever to, to go ahead with this and, and try to make whatever the hell they want to make right, right. I, whatever their, their motivation is, you have to do some studying on that. And then there's the other side where if you, you tune into uh, Joe Scarborough or if you tune into the Twitter feed of that that crazy ass Keith Olbermann, it's all about this is Trump's fault. Isn't it amazing how Russia didn't go into Ukraine when Trump was around? And that could only be because Trump was carrying their water. It's like so everybody agrees that this is bad and we're all we're all rooting for the Ukrainians. That that has to be agreed upon. But of course, we are given very superficial things to disagree on. All right. And it's all political two party duopoly nonsense. Yeah. So that in itself should make anybody with half a brain to say, I'm out of this. I, I'm out. There's there's just no way for anybody to know what the hell is really happening here. Like, is Putin like going along with the global reset? And that's why he's doing this now, because, you know, whatever. Or is he trying to stop it? And we don't even realize it or like what the hell is even happening? What's happening? I, it bothers me. It bothers me that I have no good idea or handle on what the hell is going on. Well, and I have no idea what to expect next. Like it wasn't out of the realm of possibility for me to believe that link you sent me. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Well, as I said before, the reason why you you click it and then of course you get smacked in the face with, um, with a, a joke is because, okay, well, it's, it's not so much a, it's not like a celebrity death hoax from 2008 when you, you read that. Um, no, I don't know. Somebody, somebody passed away. Somebody and- passed away. Like, oh, no. You know, my favorite uh, comedian from back in the day is dead. And but, you know, you click on it and say, oh, it's just a hoax. This is something that you know that they're working toward. Yeah. So um, it's yeah, I, I guess it's more so of a, you know, your heart drops because it finally came. And then um, and like then you're sitting there watching like all this footage of people like huddled in subway stations and, you know, people are live streaming on TikTok and stuff like that. And I'm like, can you imagine for a second if we were here? We've never had to experience this in our country where there are planes from another country flying overhead, just randomly bombing residential areas. We are a spoiled nation in that way. And I just don't know. I, I, maybe I'm naive for this, but I don't know as of stands right now, what our military is prepared to do or who's available to do it. 
I don't know. Uh, could could the trans queer gender fluid soldier get up in his plane or her plane or whatever they're being called today? And 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 you know what I mean? I I, uh, I I don't know. I often think about that too, and I didn't know if you know is this is this the big engagement that actually lops off the head of the United States military, giving the UN more and more reason to stand in to to be for everybody. You know, like, what is it? What engagements are what engagement is going to deal a some kind of a, a death blow to the United States military? Because, you know, that they want that gone. You know that they want that gone. Um, they've already tried to make sure that it is as compliant a, a a militant force as possible. And then everything else is just they hate us. I, I don't know how else to say it. They want us all dead. The, the Klaus Schwab's of the world want us all dead. And um, and whereas I say I, I don't root for a Russia, I don't definitely don't root for a China. Like, like think about this here. All of the uh, all of the, the there's this one group on on uh, on Facebook. Someone very close to me that's still on Facebook follows this group. It's like a pay it forward group where, you know, these local moms, they get together and they post items like if they have leftover or unused diapers of a certain size or, you know, formula or toys or whatever. They they just make extra stuff available for for families who may need it around here. So if especially if they're hard up for resources or if it's an emergency, whatever. So they go and they post things there and people claim it and all that stuff. It's actually pretty nice. Um, over the weekend, somebody who is a group administrator over there posted a, a, a headline or some kind of a, a thought, thoughts of solidarity for Ukraine. Everybody, for our Ukrainian brothers and sisters, please get rid of get rid of everything in your house that's Russian made and don't buy anything from Russia. I'm like, where the, when the hell have you ever looked at a tag? And so it's made in Russia. Right. Right. And and, and then, but they said, go into your liquor cabinets, get rid of the Russian vodka. Um, And, And I'm saying to myself, this bitch, this bitch, most of everything in her house is probably made in China made. Yep. You're talking about a country who for many years now has operated very openly concentration camps there are concentration camps miles from the olympics and they want with with zero understanding of what's going on now the forces at play and how old the storylines are get rid of you go dump your vodka in the toilet and let's support ukraine <laughs> you 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 dumb you dumb bastard it's it's uh, I respect people who don't know and just stay quiet and they're not knowing so much more than people like this. Yeah, who will speak out about something they have literally no idea about. Like, I haven't even seen anyone that we can, like, trust explain what's happening in any way that would make me feel like, oh, okay, I get it. Nobody knows. Right. That's why That's why I've, I've only ever really um, urged caution the entire thing around my uh, my personal dealing with this as someone who works in uh, in like a public way is just asking the question why why us why them who are the people here and how have they treated us before I, I am I am not qualified in any way shape or form to tell somebody how a uh, a Ukrainian that's living out there in the middle of this mess is seeing things, what their family history is, not qualified in the least. But neither is Joy Reid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then that's at a time where we're going into t- t- tomorrow, which will be the uh, which will be the um, State of the Union address. And 54 percent of this country says that Biden doesn't have the mental capacity to serve as president with a 37 percent approval rating, which I would argue is 10 points higher than it actually is. At least. Which means that 80 percent of the country knows that this is just. And, and, and this press secretary, listen to this. Peppermint Kami. Right now, 37% approval rating. Democrats trailing badly in the midterm polling. A majority in our recent poll out this morning even questioned the president's mental capacity. How is he going to turn that around on Tuesday night? And how much has the state of the union be changed by this war in Ukraine? Well, George, I think there's no question uh, that in the State of the Union, uh, the American people and anybody watching around the world will hear the president talk about the efforts he has led over the past several months to build a global coalition to fight against against the autocracy and the efforts of President Putin to invade a foreign country. That is certainly something that is present in all of our lives and certainly in the president. She looks particularly evil when she wears all black, especially a black turtleneck that goes up to her stupid chin. And um, and then like the, the rest of her is just so pasty white and red. It's it, like especially I feel like she should have been cast in Dune or something like that. She's she's terrible. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Ninety percent of the time she doesn't answer any real questions. She's nobody knows what the hell even the press. I don't know who they're getting their talking points from, but it's certainly not her. She She can't articulate a sentence about this. And we get no. Remember back in the day, at least we used to get like somebody coming out and saying, "Okay, well, here's what we're doing. We don't have any idea. Like there is something very, very weird about all of this. It's It's because it's a holding pattern. We were talking about it when um, when it was becoming clearer and clearer that Joe Biden was going to be forced into the White House, that he was going to be injected into the White House, that there wasn't really domestically. And especially internationally, all their decision making was going to be based on what cues are they going to take from the international, um, you know, regulatory banking community. Uh, If there was no moves to be made, they're just going to stay in a holding pattern, not tell you too much and then wait until the next moves are made clear. I mean, whatever goes on in the decision making in Canada is very, very relevant to what's going on here, just like it's very relevant to what's going on in Europe, because Build Back Better is an internationalist movement. So there is no autonomy for Joe Biden or the people who manage him there. uh, So when she when they speak, obviously, politicians, they they have mastered the art of speaking and not saying anything. We already know that. But this is particularly true for people who who really don't have a domestic agenda that is not divorced or separate from what is going on internationally right now. So it's it's uh, if it's uh, it's becoming more and more evident that that's the case to me, at least. I just want to know who's got the marionette strings, which five people are holding the marionette strings and what the hell are their plans? And can can humanity you know what part of me thinks that like it may be better in a way that nobody knows what the hell is going on because then nobody can turn their attention at anything to kind of like push it along. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like maybe this is, I don't know. I don't know. We'll end today because it's got to be a shorter show. We had to switch things around again. Um, But I wanted to talk a little bit. I don't know if you've caught any of the footage of Wendy on this truck convoy. I watched a little bit of it. Yes. She, she's, I mean, she's, 
here, I'll just play a video from her this morning. Um, this is her getting ready to get on the uh, get on the convoy today. Yesterday, she was in the lead car. Hi, guys. This is Wendy, and um, I am in Big Cabin, Oklahoma. And it's been a fantastic stay. And again, very cold. Was up at 5 o'clock this morning. Don't want to be left behind. We're staying in Cuba, Missouri tonight. We have a rally stop along the way. And um, yesterday, very exciting, General Flynn got on and spoke with the truckers. I put him on the CB radio, and he spoke with all the truckers, and it was absolutely thrilling. Thank you, General Flynn. You're the absolute best. Anyway, signing off. I'll be live streaming today if I can. Bandwidth. Yeah. And so I, I <laughs> she had information quickly because she's sitting right there. And then the lead organizers are, every, are basically who she's riding with. And they're getting they have scouts that go out ahead of time and they're working with local police and stuff and state police. So like <clears throat> they're right now, Frank, 30 miles long, the convoy. Oh, yeah. 30 miles long and a little over 7,000 vehicles as per the state police in, um, I think it was uh, Oklahoma yesterday, they were driving through. And India, uh, Indianapolis, I'm sorry, Indiana doesn't want them. I'm sorry, Illinois doesn't want them to come through. Um, Illinois state police issued a statement, which was basically the first resistance they found. I mean, I've seen police cars escorting them and and people sitting on i mean the the fire departments on bridges and all kinds of amazing stuff in this convoy but the the illinois state police said through the though the illinois state police respect the right of citizens to express their opinions in a lawful manner there is great concern with any event that is designed to impede or block the normal and reasonable movement of traffic said illinois state police division of patrol colonel margaret mcgreal in a press release which doesn't specifically name the People's Convoy, but it says those who choose to participate in events that intentionally endanger the public and violate Illinois law will be subject to the enforcement of applicable laws and could potentially be held liable for traffic traffic crashes occurring as a result of their actions. Mm -hmm. So, look, the convoy does go about 45 miles an hour, sometimes a little faster, and the trucks are all behind the main car, and yesterday what was happening was a bunch of cars were trying to catch into the convoy. And what they were doing was speeding up and cutting off the trucks to get in. But there's a whole line of cars that ride behind the trucks, which is the safe way to do it because trucks need time to stop and you don't want to, you just don't want to do that. And somebody did go off the road yesterday, um, a car, but they were all fine. But Wendy's like delivering all this stuff to me in real time. And she's just having an absolute ball. Uh, I can imagine. I can imagine taking that kind of a trip because she started off with them in California, right? She did. And it's crazy because she meets like a different character every day. And like so there was this guy, Norman, that like owned a motel, the only motel within like 100 miles of where they ended up. And he actually came out to pick her up from the stop, bring her to his little tiny Bates Motel. She sent video of the motel room. I can't even explain it to you. Was there blood all over the walls? No, but it's exactly what you're thinking. And Norman was the cutest little man from the UK. And I was like, is his last name Bates, Wendy? 
<laughs> Norman Bates. Uh, when when it comes to those those uh, those motels, the the thing that fascinates me the most is the art. Yes. The little the the frame <laughs> whatever is framed on the walls, I can stare at those for hours. And the and the weirder they are, the more obscure they are. It just makes me wonder about the art's origin, who who painted it, who went shopping for it, how long it's been there. Oh, man. I will find really quickly the pictures and tell you within the last minute of the show, which they're of course they're not coming up. Tell 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 Wendy that that if she makes any more motel stops from now until then and wherever the hell she uh, on the way back, take picture of the motel art wherever she finds it. I'm, I'm getting the tour of the... Oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. I've got a picture. Hold on. Hold on. What is it? No, she went into the bathroom. Come on. There's one picture on the wall, Wendy. What? There's something. Oh, it's a pineapple. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a vase with ferns in it on a glass mirror. And then there's some old school... This is what I got. I'll send it to you. <laughs> That's it for today. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... New Week Val and... Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 2.30 Eastern on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. We have Cash Patel on Wednesday. Later. This week on Crush Performance, we wrap up the Olympics. We love the games, but are they worth it? We'll look at the medal counts and the cost of hosting the games. And we've had some great questions and comments regarding our 2022 theme of organizational and team performance. Everyone's been part of a team or an organization at some point, and I want to set up that conversation. And a question right out of our mailbag caught me a little off guard, and I want to address it. It simply said, Crusher, why the athlete first? How is it better than just getting out and playing it's a really good question and we'll break it all down on this week's episode of crush performance crush performance with jeff Crushell can be found on apple podcasts stitcher tune in radio google podcasts and radioinfluence.com <laughs>